Peace, goddesses. Peace, guys. This is your boy, God with Many Visions. And this is another episode of Living Legends. And today, actually, Convos with Living Legends. Wow, what a blooper. But today is a very momentous occasion. I have a wonderful, wonderful friend. This goddess right here, Tracy DeCone. Queen, um, you have so much accolades. You know, first of all, you know, congratulations on your new position as the head of IT of the entire Atlanta public school system. Yeah. Do you, thank you. Let, let's repeat that again. The entire <laughs> director of IT of the entire public school system in Atlanta. Clap it up yeah. one, one time, one time. Yes, you know, thank and you. also you have your own firm, your own yes. software firm where you um you consult. That's others. correct. That's correct. You know what I mean? I, cha -ching, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? more than cha-ching, it's fulfilling. It's 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 a lot. We always say this is a lot of work. So but outside of the money, there's a lot of work and resources that need to happen to make it happen. A lot of brain energy. So <laughs> well, you know, shout out to Decom and Associates. Thank you. you know. Thank you. You know what I mean? No. Trying to keep that trying to keep that family name going forever as long as we can. I share. Well, you see, the um the whole point of this show, Convo with Living Legends, is to bring wonderful people like yourself and give you your flowers. At the same oh. token, we speak on about and since this will be a wonderful segue onto today's topic. And one of the things that you're passionate about is STEM. Or STEAM, I should say. And today's topic is how do we, how important is it for melanin people or the melanin community to get into STEM slash STEAM? Well, I mean, it's a it's a very open-ended conversation. I mean, we we are underrepresented in so many different aspects, including in the STEM industry. Um, and again, I think it's just first we need to start with the understanding of what STEAM, STEM and STEAM means. It's, again, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Yep. Um, you know, so we can just at least create the foundation of what it is. And as you know, as you know, we have children, we always typically hear our kids say, I don't like math, you know. But we also fail to realize that we're the creators of math, you know. So this is all an understanding. This is all a historical lesson as well. That, you know, we are the kings and queens and the masters of all of these different subjects. But Say it we again. Taught, we are the kings and queens of these subjects. You know, we created science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And so I think it needs to be something that is full circle where we teach our kids our history so that they understand that there's nothing to fear. It is just now you coming back home to master this and this is where you're supposed to be. Um, so that is the first primary conversation I think we need to have is understanding that we are the creators of this. There's no, no reason to be fearful of what you already have been, what you know, what, what's embedded inside of you. Um, so that's the number one thing I think we need to discuss um, as melanin folks. Um, you know, we, we often see, and we, I was just actually, again, trying to reintroduce myself with the statistics. Um, you know, STEM, again, is, I think for the past three years, grown, I think it was 300% growth of STEM careers in our, in our society, in, in the U.S. And so with that happening, we are, of course, the lesser of the folks that actually have jobs or, or in the workforce or represented as um, STEM workers. So this is where this conversation needs to go. You know, where we're the creators and what 
representative and how, how, how we can change that, how we can definitely change that for ourselves and for our kids. No, I, you know, <laughs> everything you said, you know what I mean? You got me stammering real quick, but everything you said, you know what I mean? All I can say is our shape because that is cold hard facts. Those are truths. And um, another, uh, what I, what I believe is, especially that you being in the Atlanta public school systems, what I believe is our children are undereducated, meaning Correct. that they don't give them all the information that is necessary, you know. Yep. STEM is huge. Like yes. everything we do is STEM. You know, I would I would like to take it even further because I know you know um, STEAM as well, which is you adding the um, architect yes. to, the, to it. So I think there should be another A. Agriculture. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ag- yes. Agriculture. Where black farmers at? Exactly. Yes. Because what people don't realize, <laughs> science. We live on Mother Earth. Mother Earth. So what do we have to put on Mother Earth to operate it to its best? to the best capabilities as possible. We need Correct. science, Correct. technology. We need engineering. We need agriculture. We need architecture. And we need math. And math Correct. is necessary in all things. Everything you're doing, you have to compute something. Listen, I, I totally Even in English. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and you know, what I, what I, what it brings me back to is because, you know, my, my parents are from Haiti. And so with that, I think about like the importance even just, as you said, agriculture, you know, um, my, my great grandfather, um, was an actual agriculture. He was into agriculture and he was known in his town for doing that. And so it it has always, you think about it, those are the the fundamental concepts of math. Those are the fundamental concepts of even just feeding your community. And so we're seeing a lot of it where, when, where people are not taking the time to, put back in communities this is all part of it if you have an engineer they're going back into their communities and building bridges and building different opportunities for other kids that are coming up um architects are building homes you know we're we're in, we're in atlanta we're seeing homes being put up everywhere um where are our, our black architects where are our black engineers so this is where it's beyond important that we have this conversation with our children um, and, and, you know, outside of the children, the parents, I know you had mentioned something in regards to um, education. It's not, it was not very profound as it, as it needs to be. But you know what? If they're not doing it in the schools and we know that, then where, where's it happening at home? It's, it's time for us to sit down with our kids and guide them to what is valuable. When your child is coming home and telling you, hey, they want to do this, there's levels of guidance. Because, you know, it, it was yesterday during a session of mine, I was speaking to a friend and I, I went back into thinking what made me go into computer engineering. And I remember the conversation I had with my mom and my dad in Brooklyn, New York on my our old plastic covered couch, <laughs> you know, and daddy sat across from me and my dad was an OG Haitian man, straight OG Haitian man, drove a taxi cab, but had the pride of uh, a proudful, a proudful and prideful father. You were you were the open toes sapat. L- listen, listen. <laughs> he had the closed toes. Okay, with the socks on. Yeah. Okay? 
But never wore jeans. Never, never wore, wore jeans. jeans. I don't understand why. It was like a sin to wear jeans. I'm sorry to come. I'm sorry. Wow. You're going to wear some trousers and you're going to put a belt on with them trousers. Don't forget the high heel, the high heel shoes at times. You know, they got to break it out. But, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I know I took us off the topic. <laughs> but this is like a nostalgic moment for us because this is. I, it's so funny because, you know, before we even spoke about this, I had this conversation with a dear friend of mine and I was telling her, I said, I remember my parents came to me and they gave me three options of what I needed to do when I was filling out my college application. And it first started with a doctor. My dad has always wanted the DCOM family to be doctors. Okay. So if you're going to be in Haiti or you're going to be in the U.S., you're going to have Dr. DCOM somewhere. Somebody going to be a doctor in this family. And when he came to me, he said, well, what about being a doctor? And I said, uh, no, dad, you know, I don't like this stuff. It's going to take me forever. I don't want to be in college forever. I remember 17 year old think I know it all. And I'm telling, I don't want to do this. Then my mom came and she said, well, you could be a lawyer. And my dad looked at my dad, my, mom, my dad looked at my mom and said, nah, she got a mouth on her. She going she to end up getting, getting somebody killed. So we, <laughs> we ain't going to go and lawyer. But then he looked at me. These two options are not going to happen. So you have no choice but to put engineering on your college application. Okay. And when I looked at him, I couldn't fight that because, you know, there's no discussion after that. This is what it is. And so I remember selecting, uh, you know, again, a SUNY college girl, a state university, New York uh, college girl in, um, in Farmingdale. Um, I, I signed the documentation. My parents had to sign it for financial aid. And I had to circle that I was going in for engineering, okay? And this was about, what, 18, about 18, 20 years ago. And when I got to school, you know, I remember, you know, I was the only chocolate girl in there and, you know, in the engineering labs, okay? Wow. At that time, yeah, oh my goodness. At that time, my then ex-husband used, was like a couple grades higher than me. So he would guide me on the professors and things like that. But I was the only brown skinned girl. And I was, I was very, I'm still very feminine. I'm a, I'm a woman woman. I'm not, um, a, you know, a girl that is not, you know, wearing a dress and with her nails done. I was a girly girl. Okay. So I walk, <laughs> inside, I walk inside a lab, nails done, you know, just tip. You, you would never expect to see me. And you're expecting to see this kind of woman in a psychology class, a humanities class, even social work, but never in an engineering class. And here I am with the guys pulling out wires um, cutting up wires and learning how to create all these different um, electronic components i remember and so there was one professor i recall Do dr fanachuli dr fanachuli i remember he took an interest in me because again i'm the only woman in the class right? wow <laughs> only, only, only woman? woman only woman and only black woman, black woman at yeah, melanin that brown oh 20 years ago, 20, can you, 20 years ago. And so I remember the struggles of going through it, but I always remember my father's face on that plastic couch telling me I had no choice to get this done. So it was sacrifices where, you know, I, I you know, I, I couldn't, my parents couldn't afford to have me in there full time without working. So I worked throughout my whole college career, 40 hours a week, sometimes even more working overtime to pay for my apartment. And, you know, 18 credits at one point, because I wanted to graduate as fast as possible. But I did it. You know, I did it. It was not easy, not one bit. So I am not here to sell to nobody that this is an easy route, but it was a route of determination. I knew 
I had to get this done outside of the fact that I come from a strict Haitian family. And, you know, there, I was the first cousin, um, the first grandchild. So there was an expectation for me to set the stage for everyone. Okay. And I felt that responsibility was heavy for me. And I wanted to make sure my parents were good. I wanted to make sure my parents were good. My family was good. So I did the, did the four years. Boy, was it hard. We had, I remember my cousin and I, we had one car where we had to drop each other off at work and during the day. And then one person would pick each other up and then go to the apartment and have Wendy's at midnight. Cause ain't nobody cooking when you come home from a long day's of lab. But it was sacrifices that had to be made and no partying, when, especially when the semester's on, there's no partying, but focusing on your math, on your technology classes, on your programming, coding classes to get it done. But and so me, four years, not to cut I'm you off, Queen, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. During that time, while you, you're going to work, you're, um, you're going to school, you're handling your business, did you, did you ever feel like there was any pushback coming from society, coming from... You know, the um, colleagues, professors, did you feel any pushback because you was that melanin queen trying to beat the odds? Cause well, I'll be, I'll be frank with you. I felt it was more as a, of the fact of me being a woman in the industry, okay? Um, I felt that a lot more, she can't do this. And it wasn't because I was a brown girl. I think there were more fights of the fact that I was a woman. Um, the the black girl syndrome came in when it was time for my career to start. Okay, I was a, a black girl in Long Island. Long Island predominantly is a lot of white people, and um, and in the area that we lived in, we lived in Suffolk County, um, and and it was tough. It was tough. I remember when I finally got an opportunity at um, Computer Associates. I had applied with them my my ju- my my sophomore year of college, and the job finally came through like two and a half years later when I was. Waiting, and I was you said so two and a half people. years later. I wow, two and a half years later. I find I mean, again, I'm gonna knock your door down until you open that door. So it was literally as soon as positions would open, entry level internships and all that would open, I would apply. And about the year that I was graduating, I got an opportunity to them. And what was so so ironic is at that point, my ex-husband, he had also been offered a major position um, within his organization to California. So I literally got the job. And six months later, in the space of being a wife, I left New York and um, relocated to California to join my husband and his opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's part of those things where, you know, you sacrifice, you put all the work in, but now you're also not solo dolo, you're not someone's wife and you have to follow through as being a wife and being, um, you know, being, being a woman in this. So it, 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 it happens in life. But when I got to California, my hustle didn't stop. You know, I knew I had this degree, I had this opportunity, and now I'm going to a place where there's less melanin people. So I knew I had bigger battles to fight. But thankfully so, with persistence, applying everywhere, I got a job within two weeks of relocating to, to California. So I let me ask you, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. During that time when you moved to California, right? Mm-hmm. At that present moment in time, did um was was technology booming? It was. It was. I, I was not in the space of because at that point technology was the biggest in um in uh in Northern California. So that's where uh, Google's Google was being created. That's Thinking where, about mm-hmm, that was where it was biggest. 
we moved to Orange County in Southern California. Um, they did, there was a few um, uh, IT hubs, but it was more in the Irvine area, which is where my ex-husband at that point um, had made sure we were moving. So he wanted to make sure both he and I were in a space that we would be able to get the the prime opportunities for, 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 for myself, because I was looking for work and for himself, he was already in a, in a position. So sure, it, it worked out really well. It worked out really well that we both looked out for each other at that time. Well, to, to to hear you taking the taking the leap from New York to California, I transition <laughs> wasn't as smooth as you had expected to be at some point or another. Because I know it had to be a culture shock too. And you're you you left New York, and now you're going as a married woman. So I can only imagine the dynamics. Like, how was that? How was that for? And then you in a you in a field where there's not many of you. Yes, yes. It, in I that have one, field. Yes, I have one word for it. And every time I think about it at this stage in my life, I just say yikes. I don't know what. I don't know if I could do it again at this stage in my life. But um, again, I you know you take your vows very seriously. I know it was very tough for my family. Number one because. I'm a I'm a BK girl. I'm I'm Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Bad, in bad. Listen, Kings County, baby. Killer County. And so, <laughs> Killer County. Killer County. You know it. You know what I mean. Who, so, you was born in Killer County Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so it was tough. It was tough. You know that we reload to Queens. So we have. You know we was Brooklyn Queens people, and all of a sudden I'm relocating to. Um, not LA in, in, in California, but all the way in, we call it, they used to call it the Orange Curtain, Orange County, Irvine, Cali, the safest place in the United States, I remember. And so it, it, it was beyond tough because I recall the city that we had moved to was a town, of course, Irvine. They only had 2% of black people there. And I, I, I remember my ex-husband and I used to laugh and we used to be like, well, I guess we're the only 2% here because ain't we, when we would see our, our own people, we would literally honk the horn and start waving. Like, like, like you've seen the Lord for real driving down the street. So it was really tough um, going into the workspace. I know my ex-husband used to express to me all the things that he used to encounter as a black man um, being an electrical engineer. And then myself, what I was encountering um, as a computer engineer going to, I worked for a company called Oakley, which created um, glasses. I was working. Oh, that's a a prominent company. Yes. I worked um, before they became Luxottica. I worked there for a couple of years and then um, decided to take my experience into healthcare, and 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 so um, I, I worked there for another three years. So and it was time. It was it was a lot of hard work, and it was a lot of always having to um, to show that you're the best of everything. You know, I mean, I literally, and I, I remember this so clearly because during that time of me being in California, that's where I had my son. So I was a new wife. I was a new mom and I have to go into this new workspace, proving to myself, proving to everyone that I can do this work. And even though another person that is not of, 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 of our, our, our beautiful complexion black um, would come in, they didn't have to do as hard of a work that I had to do to show that I can do this. You know, and sometimes you would even be rubbing, um, you know, be, be with a person that doesn't even have a degree. 
you know, and, and so that would, that, that used to stay to irk my spirit, but I had to go in there and continue to keep going up with new certifications, keep on training for different opportunities and working and sleeping late at night to make sure that I was always skilled and capable of handling my work. So it was not an easy ride in the workspace at all, at all. I can I can only imagine and knowing that you've gone through those trials and tribulations entering a realm that you don't see too many of us too many of us beautiful people <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah it's no knock on anybody else but I just feel like we <laughs> we're beautiful people you know what I mean I can't speak for anybody I can only speak for us we are beautiful people knowing that right the the trials and tribulations you have faced how do you intend to break down the wall that you had to go through, because I must, I can only imagine the one. There's a wall go through. How do you intend to aid them to break that wall? Well, I, I'm big with we have to teach. I think there's there's a, in our society there's something where we don't uh, we forget that we're the elders now. You know, you don't have to be 70, 60, or 50 years old to be an elder. Okay, I think experience speaks on the fact of um, conceptualizing an elder, and this is something that I had to learn when I started therapy. Is I, I went I, I selected a melanin therapist because. One of the things that she taught me initially was I'm an elder here. There's things that I've experienced that I have to teach you. And I feel that as myself, you know, I, I render myself as an elder in this work arena um, with the experiences that I've gained on how to navigate, how to maneuver um, yourself. You know, you, you know, you're going to you're going to get those comments as a woman. You're also going to get those comments as a black woman. You need to know that, you know what, you're prideful. You need to go out there and work 10 times harder and prove yourself. If they're getting B's, you can't get a B. You got to go get an A plus, sis, or an A plus, bro. You got to go out there and show out. So those are the things that I feel that we need as a community is to start at home, talk to our kids, be actual elders, show them experiences, bring people that have been exposed in this industry, go to different colleges, have a mentor, have a mentor. I feel that in every aspect of your life, if you take the concept of going to someone that knows more than you, you will learn so much more. It is imperative. I mean, when I decided to open my company three years ago, the first thing I did was I went to one of my mentors, which is still my dear mentor, and reached out to her and told her, how do I do this? I don't know what to do. How, how do I fill these papers out? How do I get this going? And she taught me. So I feel it's imperative to go to your elders, go to your mentors and parents. It is time to parent your children. You know, it is time. It is time to guide them. You know, we, when we see our kids, we, we, may, we may see our kids are creative and we may see our kids have a part of their brain that is working, but we're also still their parent. Hey, you know what? Let's pick up these blocks. Yeah, we know what I noticed you like like Legos. Let's pick up these box and blocks and start talking about how we can use the STEM or STEAM opportunities to let these kids understand that they can build the builders. They can use these Lego bot blocks to be an actual engineer and feed those words into your kids. Manifest those words into your kids. Don't wait until they're 18, 19 and start discussing to them about engineering. That should be something that you teach them from when they're small so that they understand what an engineer is and what an architect is. I, I, I totally agree. You know what I mean? All, all I'm hearing is bars. 
So I'm hearing this. So bars. when you start, I was just watching um Raekwon. Oh yeah, that versus I can only imagine the classics that they play. You know, I mean, don't it's don't don't take night. me back to them good old days. You know, it's a good sure. night. I, I I need to go look for my Wallabies. I mean, it was a good man. Listen, I, I'm looking at my Wallabies right now. A pair all black. You know, what oh, I mean? it's good for every occasion. You can play basketball. If you're a Brooklyn nigga, you can play basketball in there. You can go out on a deck with them. Let me, let me stop it. Let me stop it. Oh, my goodness. Let me, let me stop it. But you see, even with laughter, I feel STEM is a part of it. Listen, it is. And, you know, I, I also want to say this, too, to everyone, that I, I know we our, our people, we tend to make it seem as if being, I hate to use this word, nerd. I hate when people use this word. I, I really dislike Man, listen, it. I wish I let me tell you, it is cool to be a nerd. Okay? I think so too. You work hard, you play harder. Okay, and this is something I have an eleven-year-old son, and I I spit this down his throat at least maybe five times a day. <laughs> like it is cool. We have things. Your dad and I have worked extremely hard to be here. You're not there yet. You have a ways to go. We're gonna show you, but you better take on to it. So I tell people this all the time. Our, our society, our people, we have this thing that it's not okay to be a nerd or I, mean, I don't even want to use that word, but it's not okay to be focused on your books and sit down with it. It is a good thing. It is sexy. It is appealing. Okay. It is a turn on my brothers when a woman could watch you open up a book and be able to conceptualize a math problem. Okay. Mm. It is a turn on. So do not be afraid to do it because your homies ain't doing it or your girl, you think this girl ain't going to be with you. If she ain't going to be with you because of that, then you don't need her, okay? There's a lot, a, lot, a lot of beautiful chocolate women out here that are in engineering that can be your girl. So I feel it's important that we take the time to uh, give our roses, to applaud these things because I think what also happens is everybody wants to be cool, everybody wants to be down, and they're not understanding that this it is cool to build an engineer. It is cool to um, to have an architect in your family. I had one of my, my dear, my, my eldest uncle, you know, he came from Haiti at a very young age. And I remember when, when Harlem was about to start their renaissance, he went to where he was, his, his um, alumni was, um, was Columbia University. He went there and found a rundown block, okay? One of the, the one of the, the most popping, uh, to brownstones in Harlem, which is known, okay, because as an architect, as an architect. So I think and not only did he design it, but he architected, and this is one of his um, actually schematics that he uses for customers to come in and see what he has created. So you have to applaud that in your children. You have to embed that in your kids. You have to embed that within your friends. You need to tell each other, hey, you know what? It's cool. When we go into these classes together, it is cool to be doing this all together. It's not something that we should be shunned from. It's not something that we should be ashamed to be. It is okay to be smart. It is, it, it, look, your bank account will be very happy too. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Man. okay. <laughs> very, very happy. Listen. You understand? <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, I can only imagine and what, what, why I'm so happy about today's episode primarily and speaking on STEM, STEAM, or STEAM with an extra A, the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy about this because what we don't realize as melanin people, all of this 
all of this ties into our day-to-day life. The simplest things, they tie into our day-to-day life. Science. We are science. Our anatomy is science. You know what I mean? When we when we have a headache, that's science. You know, when we're hungry, that's science. All of that is science. So when we don't take the time to understand our body, we not understand the science of life because we are science. Math. Everything is math. When, especially when you're thinking about your money. You got to calculate <laughs> how many hours you're going to work, how many how your check going to come out. Math is included because we pay bills. We pay, you know what I mean? For the technology, come on. We are we have technology on our wrist. We're currently talking on technology. Everything is technology. Right. And it's not going to just be this. You got to remember how the brain, the human brain works. We're evolution. We we evolve every second, every day. You think about 10 years ago, what your phone looked like versus what it looks like now. That is technology that's actually happening. Your cars, how it used to look 10 years ago versus now. That is technology. There's someone that sat in a room and conceptualized this and they had to figure out how to do a level of manufacturing to even build this. And so another thing that I wanted to bring out too is we also need to understand how broad engineering is. There's all kinds there's manufacturing engineering there's electrical engineering there's computer engineering there is a vast this computer informatics there's just such a vast amount of technology and so we do not want to also not think about if we do like something how we can make it technology i remember i was just recently speaking to one of my um to my cousins and he's huge um he's a pretty decent dj in new york very big known in in new york and we was talking about you know how to um take this what he does and and bring it to another level in the technology realm in the consulting realm and how to teach others so all that i say is you know whatever career path or whatever part you find or job that you find that you like you need to also think about how how is this impacting in a, in a, in a technology aspect of it how can i make this in the technology aspect of it and how can i monopolize from that so open our minds think outside the boxes um it's imperative that we do that it is so imp- we do that well i actually just queen mm-hmm. say for example in your perfect world if you had the power how would you, how would you, you know, besides teaching the people, how would you bring STEM, STEAM, STEM, whatever you want to call it, hmm? how would you bring that realm to our community? Well, I, I think it starts out with the preschools. Okay. okay. And I, I do notice that a lot of the curriculums now are, in fact, um, uh, enabling that now. What I do also say with that, I don't say to take your children, the babies, you know, two, three-year-olds and stick them in front of a um, tablet all day. That's not the way to go. I think there needs to be some level of um, sitting down with the kids and teaching them. So when I say STEM, I'm talking about not only math, not only just, you know, turning on your your tablet, but getting some blocks. This is something that I tell a lot of people, and I observed this with my little one when he was small, is, um, you know, a, a bag of blocks go a long way. And when you sit down and watch your kids with blocks, little babies with blocks, you watch how their minds develop and flourish. And it, it, it's an opportunity for them to be creative. 
So you're giving them that opportunity, but it's also an opportunity for them to use their stem cells. Their, I'm sorry, not their stem cells, but their STEM, uh, 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 you know, STEM understanding. So they're building things. They're understanding how to create and build and engineer, build a bridge. So this is your time for you to cross your legs with your kids and work with them, roll your sleeves and parent your children and teach them so they can understand what's actually happening. It's a conversation about a bridge. You tell them who creates bridges. So I think it, it start out with the little ones from, from when they're in preschool and watch their curriculums flourish as they get older. And blocks, I want to keep that in mind. For any I always babies. say this, I, you know, and I, what I also notice is, you know, we tend to not want to buy blocks for our little girls because we say, oh, she's a girl. Let's get her a doll. No, get those blocks for that baby girl. This gives her an opportunity to want to understand how to build something. Um, she doesn't only have to dress her baby her doll. Let her understand that it's okay. It's a unisex toy. They should understand how to build and create and think outside of the box. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, to me, I, I just, I, I just feel that, like you said, we got to start from super, super young because these kids are so much more advanced than we ever were when Absolutely. we were their age, and you know, they they've been aided by technology. You know, I just feel like they've been missing the other parts, but technology rules their life. Correct. You know? So trying to incorporate science, trying to incorporate engineering, math, or even architect or agriculture, I feel like it, it's kind of difficult in so many ways because it's not a cool thing to do. Correct. It's not Correct. cool to be part of agriculture. Oh, the earth to till the earth, make the earth better. No, they to maximize the earth. Nah, that's not their thing. You know, when you think about math, math, I barely pass math. You know, they can't stand math. <laughs> they, they can't stand math, but they sure like to count money. Well, listen, little you know, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I'm also finding that, you know, we have a lot of local resources that we do not use. I'm a very big museum person. Um, there's planetariums, there are gardens throughout, you know, we, we're in the Atlanta area. We have one of the most beautiful gardens in our community, which is the Atlanta uh, Botanical Garden. I, must agree. I think, you know, it, it's time, it, you know, I, and I hate to say this, but I am going to say this. When I go to certain places like this, I do not see our children as abundant as we should see have our kids there. If it's a skating ring, if it's a movie, if it's a bowling ring, our kids are all in there. But we, when I go to Fernbank Museum with my son, I don't see us in there at all. And it's time that we take a Saturday morning, okay? Um, some of these museums, some of these planetariums are $10. If you go on Groupon, you can get them for $5. And just take the time and walk through these places with your kids and have conversation with your kids. Um, I remember when my son was huge, there was a stage where everything was dinosaurs. Everything was a dinosaur. He had to wear dinosaur everything. And we would just go to the to the um, museum and just go through every single dinosaur that we can and talk about carnivores and herbivores. It, it's an opportunity and, and, and our children are our sponges. What they learn is what we, what we feed them. And so, so I think true. it's time that we you know i know we were very busy with you know having you know work and all that but if you take a couple of hours on a weekend just to take your kids to a museum they will not forget it i know my son at one point said to me i think we've been to every museum in the museum in the atlanta area and i, <laughs> and I said you know what i think you're right 
But you know what we normally do when we go away to Miami or if we go out of state, Louisiana, whatever, we find a museum there. And we, we go through that because it just opens up conversation because there's always something new to see. So I think it is something that we need to um, take our kids to planetariums, um, gardens, all that, just for them to have different conversations and understand where the science has led to as well. Now, I, you know, I must, I must, I must, I must totally agree because I've taken my children, but now they're too grown for that, you know, <laughs> you know, so, like, you know what I mean? And there was a time I could have been a nerd, but chose another path, but mm. I was smart as a whip. I love math. Math is my ish. I'm from Haiti. You know what I mean? Listen, we don't play when it comes to math at all. I mean, I'm always computing something in my head. You know yeah. what I mean? I've yeah. been computing, you know, all types of numbers, you know, mom, mom, and I I just felt like I missed my calling in being a nerd. I, sh- I had a better... <laughs> you, you, I mean, uh, hold up now. So you're the one that writes books, but you're not a nerd? Okay. How are we going, how are we going to explain that one? Well, well listen, <laughs> I, um, well, well huh? you know, I became a... If that's the case, I became a nerd when I got older. Well, and, and listen... You know, when you start looking at um, Steve Jobs and all these different people, um, they, they they started at one point in their life. They didn't start very young, it, it, but it happened. Okay, it happened. So I don't think there's any age limitation to this. I just think that we got to understand the, the 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 amazing in us as Black people. We are gods and goddesses. I share, I share. Real. And so all of this they stole from us. So we are not to be fearful of it at. We just need to have a homecoming with it and embrace it and, and go into go into what we know. Go into what you know. I mean, you know, even with me in this new opportunity, um, you know, the first day I went in and I was fearful. I was like, Lord, you know, is anybody going to listen to me? Is it, you know, But I realized that I love what I do. This is my career path. And there's nothing to be fearful from. Just go in there and be the best you that you can be. And I think that's one of the approaches that we need to have in this industry is just to go in there and and show you know every time you go out you better show out just show out you know do this don't be fearful and if you don't know find someone that do know so that you can learn that's all well to me when when you first told me about um you getting this gig i was elated for you cuz <laughs> the reason being is that you working in the public school system so that means you have a say you yes. are directing IT, so that means you have a say in the curriculum yes. of these children. Yes, 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 it, it does. It does. You have it a does. say. So when, you know, I know sometimes they be saying we got to get into the system and change within. I hate that theory, but sometimes that's the best, that's the best way to go. That's the best way, that's the best route to take, change the system within. To me, I just want to dismantle the whole system, eradicate it, and start a new, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I don't know I, I'm I, so much like my ancestors. You know, you know I just you, I just want to cause it breezy, you know what I mean? All the time, right? I just want to break down, just break you, you know what I mean? Smash like Hulk, Hulk smash. You know, but, I hear you. But that's, and I'm gonna tell you, there's moments I have like that too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, you know, I can remember this Friday we had a huge issue where 
um, we were implementing our teachers' contracts to be available to them. And, um, you know, we're developing websites for the teachers where their jobs could be a lot more efficient. So they can go on a website and be able to get all their contracts, which they have a 10-day limitation to sign and review. And so what we went live with in production was not working where they couldn't see it. And that was my whole Friday with my, my employees going over the issue and troubleshooting the issue. And so, you know, I, when, when, when things like, when, when we have this thing called production being down, when production is down, I tell everybody all hands on deck. I don't care if you got to call Joe Biden himself to get him here and get this working. We got to get this working. <laughs> and so that was my exact response. I don't care. I think Joe was actually, President Biden was here on Friday. And I said, well, he's here to help us. Because we got to get this on and popping. Because at the end of the day, our teachers' contracts are important to us. Because if our teachers can't see their contracts, then they don't know what their, you know, their next going to be. And these are the people that's educating our teachers, our students. You know, that so I say all this to say, like, we don't realize how small our our little jobs or our things that we do impacts. And so when I went into this role, you know, I, I went in, you know, the first thing they tell you, of course, is you have these amount of employees, you have to get them structured. Okay. But it's a bigger job than that. Understanding their skill sets so that I can better them. It's me understanding, okay, you know what, if this person is really good at coding, I'm going to make sure that they create the best website for our teachers and for our, our, our staff members and for the, the, for the happy teachers make happy students, you know? So all of these things is things that, you know, as much as they tell you, well, you're just here to manage a group, it's more than just managing a group. You're literally wiping a car down to make sure that car is the shiniest car on the lot to make sure that they can do a better job to make sure that the teachers and everybody else, all the staff members are, high, are highly received. And I, I tell them this, and you know, it's a different level of management is our teachers are our customers. Um, anyone that comes to us that asks us for help are our customers. So I, I expect them to treat them like customers. You want the best customer service when you go somewhere. So you treat your customers with the best customer service. So those are the things that I'm trying to implement in my new role. Um, it, it's always, and I know it was a very shocking thing when they saw a brown woman come through the door. I saw a few Oh my goodness. Oh, you're the new director here? Oh my gosh. But um <laughs> You see, you see brown skin girl. It's okay. Girl it's okay. And I said, you know what's so funny about me? I said I job. They, they can call me director, they can call me anything in here. I don't care. It's just I'm here to do my job. And so that's the way I look at it. The focus is to get the job done and to make sure whoever are my staff members are getting the best me so that they can be the best them, so that they can be the future. Because we've had, we have a couple of interns, we have a couple of um, consultants, we have a couple of, um, of folks that have been interning with us from 18 all the way through college, and now they're working in my team. So the goal is to make them the best, you know, so that they could take this role one day. So all of that is things that I'm trying to feed into our, our community right now. But you see, what's so dope to me is what you just said. You've had these young, these young men and women intern with you, and now they're your employees, and you do everything in your being to make sure they succeed. And I think that is supremely dope. It is. It, it's, it's something that I think we should all 
implement in life. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell testify to you that I'm perfect at it. It's something that I'm still working on daily. But um, you can't expect your blessings if you are not a blessing. Well, you perfectly okay. imperfect. It's okay. We all are. You know? <laughs> I'm working on me every day. We all are. You know what I mean? You know, we talk about that, but like... <laughs> We're all, we're all, but, but, but ultimately, and this is something that I just had a conversation with my son as well this morning is you can't expect to have things if you don't do for other people. So I think it's important that we take a step back and also remember for us to receive blessings, we got to be a blessing to others. So that's the way I look at it. I don't, I I don't even, I I, I don't even want them putting my name on anything. I've asked for my name to not be put on anything. And I just think it's just my, me being modest, but it's the fact of me wanting to come in there and get the job done, get the job done and make sure these teachers get the support and love that they need. Cause these people work really hard to make sure our kids are taught every single day. I mean, especially with COVID now, it has not been an easy ride for them at all. Man, you should see these children nowadays. They, oh, they, 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 they're making grilled cheese sandwich during class. They sleeping comfortably yes. over their head. You know what I mean? Teachers just yes. going ahead with the lesson. In the dark. Like, I don't understand. Like, I wish, man, these children got it so good. They they got it special. I have I have an eleven year old son here, and he tries me with that. But I, you know, what I've done in the house is I've set up a little area for him to do his schoolwork. Same thing with his father. Um, I tell him like, if you you try us, you will be back in that building. <laughs> you know, you will be back in that building. That's my threat to him. So. Um, I, I do see, and I've heard, you know, unfortunately his, his teacher would say certain things to other students in the class, which tells me that, you know, they, you know, they're playing around and it's an attention span thing. Kids are, are not, you know, in a, in a environment, they're home trying to be, do the best that they can. But our goal ultimately is to make sure that the technology at, is as pristine possible so that the teachers can do their job and the kids can receive as much as they can. No, you're, 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 do, you're doing a whole lot because... You're doing it for the entire. Is this only Cobb County, or no. what other counties is involved? It's it... Fulton County. Fulton. Um, yes, it's Fulton County. Um, it's all of our charter schools, our cluster schools. Um, it, it it is abundant. It is abundant. Um, it, you know, and I also do have a business that, you know, I didn't want to let go of Decoming Associates. So I was able to get a couple of staff members that are subcontracting under me. And, you know, I'm grateful. I am beyond grateful for the opportunities. Um, I, I just don't want to let go of my legacy. And I also want to be able to, um, to, to leave a mark somewhere. And, you know, the, ultimately the reason why I decided to take this job is because this is very tasking and I have to be upfront, you know, when you do get into this role, it is beyond tasking as a consultant, you're traveling a lot of times, you know, when you have children that, that can be very hard for you. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of compromises. And I hear this from a lot of consultants in this, in this realm too, that it's a lot of sacrifices on your personal life. So I chose to, um, to now not travel, um, be more focused primarily in where I'm at in my home and, um, and, and just, you know, just enjoy the fruits of my labor, you know, more and, and, and focus on building a family. So it, 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 it's very tasking. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell anyone that this is easy. You can do it. Yes, you can do it, but there's a lot of sacrifices that happen as well. And you have to know how to manage, manage yourself, manage your family. What's priority to you so that you can be abundant in all kinds of ways. 
So, Trace, I ask you this. What would you tell 10-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old Trace back in the days on a hot summer day in Brooklyn, New York? What would grown Trace tell young Trace? Study hard, okay? Nothing is too hard for you to do, okay? Because I remember there was some uh, math problems that I've had and some chemistry classes and physics classes that I thought was going to be the end of my um, engineering career. And I, you know, I just kept at it. So I would tell 10 and 12 year old that you are able to do whatever you put your mind to. And I know it sounds cliche, but um, I think we do not understand the importance of the power of self and manifestation of self. You know? Say it again. Yes. Um, Say it again. <laughs> I remember this position is something that I spoke of three years ago when, and you know, I was just goofing off with my girlfriends laughing. I said, you know, I would never leave consulting. And the only reason I would leave consulting is if, if I become a director somewhere. And when this opportunity came up, um, you know, it's so funny. I forgot that conversation, but my dear friend yeah. Um, called she me. Just, you. Yeah, she said. Do you remember when you said this? And I was like, oh. You know what I mean? We got a shout out to your sis, though. Carlene yeah. Bonnet, love you, sissy. But, <laughs> but when she told me this, I said, oh, snap. You know, um, I did manifest this. I totally forgot I did say this during, probably was having drinks and we was just laughing out about it. But it, it, it's something that I did manifest. So I, I do strongly believe whatever you put your mind to, whatever you put in, in the essence of your being and your spirituality, it will come back to you one way or the other. You have to be true and be committed to what you want in life. So if 12-year-old Tracy, I would look at her dead in her eye and tell her, sweetheart, if you want this, you can get it. You have to work hard for it and do it. What would 10-year-old, 12-year-old Trace tell grown trace right now because okay, so i was I, i've always um, a hot mouth <laughs> i've always been a little a hot tamale so uh 12 year old 10 12 year old i was at uh fifth sixth grade seventh, no, actually fifth seventh grade so i would say whatever like no <laughs> no <laughs> me i would oh, say she, she wouldn't even she wouldn't even tell you she's proud of you no like i like i was i was I was a true Haitian girl going to Catholic school. They made me put that uniform skirt oh, on. Did you have the the, the barrettes in the head oh, with the with the pigtail no. barrettes? No, no, no. Mommy stopped the barrettes at about I think it was fourth grade was the last time she, she did barrettes. She said, she said, no, no, no. I'm you're not gonna, going to school with no barrettes. No, you're not sending me with no ribbons and no clips in my hair. So the barrettes stopped about that stage, but I. You know, at that, and you know, so let me take a step back. I got to go back to where I was in my life at that stage. 10 years old, I lived in Vanderveer Projects, Flatbush, you know, East Flatbush. Yeah, trust me. You, you know, so that, which, what I'm seeing where I'm at right now in my life, and, you know, I, you know, my, my cups, I'm grateful for everything that I have in my life right now. I never thought I could be here, honestly. I never thought so. Um, so, when you ask me that question, I'm thinking about what I was thinking at that stage in my life. I was a girl that loved her sugar cane. So there was always that Jamaican dude on the side. Of the yeah, summer. right there on North Street. Get right the mango. <laughs> and yes, Why, Andre? You got cane? 
Yes, yes. Yeah, everybody knew that dread. When I went dread, I wonder if he's still alive. (laughs) He probably still is drinking all that sea moss and stuff. I know. (laughs) But that I didn't I didn't know anything but that. I didn't know anything but Nostrand Avenue. I didn't know nothing anything but New York Avenue. I didn't know nothing but Vanderveer projects, you know. So I wouldn't if some if I came there was a lot of people that came and spoke to us. And, you know, we saw a lot of things in our family that, you know, people that went to college and was doing well. But was that going to be me? I, I hope so. But I, I, OK, you say so. I guess so. So I, I would have probably said whatever, you know, and then goofed off with my little friends, Candace, Chester, Janine, all them little girls that I used to go to school with and be doing me. But in my heart, I wouldn't have known if I could have actually made it. I, because that's not what I knew and that's not what I saw every single day. So uh, there's also part of conversation of let's try to be our children's examples, put them in places where they can see there are Black doctors and Black engineers and Black architects, you know? If they don't see it, then you know what? They will not believe it's actually capable or able to happen. So hence, what I'm telling you, go to the museum, sit down sometimes and just Go to the coffee shop with me because I know COVID is a little bit restrictive right now. Um, but there's times early in the morning on a Saturday when there's not a lot of people outside. Put a mask on and take a little stroll in, the, in that um, museum with your kids. And they'll meet other people that are on similar realms as you and have different conversation and dialogue. So I think it's time for us to, you know, p- hug. And I don't mean physically. Hug. I, 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 you know, what? I do mean physically hug. outside of physically hugging. But hugging the mind of our children, hugging the mind of our kids, hugging their brains and putting examples to show them that they can be that as well. Uh, to me, you are a great and shining example of a uh, brown skin girl being great, you know, touching, you know, Aww. touching her inner goddess and, you know, accomplishing everything she set out to do. And, um, you know, <laughs> uh, like I said, everybody who's come on my show. You know, um, I always give them their flowers because I feel like it's only right. You know, it's only right that I do. Thank you. You know, I, I totally appreciate it. I mean, you know, we talk about a lot of different things, but one of the things that we've always primarily talk about is the goddess and gods and within us and, and, and manifestation and, and spirituality. I think that's also something that we need to understand that it's higher than us. We're just vessels here. You know, we are just the being here. There's something higher than that. And we need to understand that when we put our minds things that it can actually happen it, you put that hard work in it will happen well you know we are the spark you know what i mean we are the spark that sets everything mm-hmm. uh, you know we are balanced we are the bag we are everything at the end of the day and um you know when when i see when i see like that's why i'm so big on saying every day's melanin's uh melanin woman's day because you are so under underappreciated you know, and y'all the mother of civilization. And I don't know, I could go on and on, but I'm it, it's just a wonderful thing to see what's going on in the world today and to see melanin women finally taking their they rightful places. And now they're not only mothers, they're not housewives no more. They're actually entrepreneurs, queenpreneurs, goddesspreneurs, whatever you want to call them. Um, they have their own businesses and they're taking care of home. So, Correct. like... To me, y'all like y'all like octopuses. Y'all got so many arms. 
Y'all got your arms in. <laughs> not for real. Y'all do yeah, oh, things. You know what I mean? Trust me. I agree. And, you know, um, you know, I say this, too, because what happens sometimes, too, is the, is not the, un- is, is the understanding that because we're doing so many things that we don't understand the position of woman. Okay. Um, we still, and I tell women this all the time, and this is something that I'm learning even more as of late, is to sustain your womanhood and your femininity, regardless if you're a, a director or a business owner or whatever, you're still woman. Preserve that. That is something that I can't have and wish they had. There's something sensual about you that that is that 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 can be had. And so I, I I say this to the fact that outside of being all that we are, there's one foundational thing that we are definitely, and that's women, and to embrace it. Please embrace it. Um, I, I know this is something that I see a lot of times within this within this industry too, within the STEM industry, is because we are rendered to be smart, and you know that you're, you're automatically categorized as you're not as feminine. You know, oh no. Wear that dress, okay. Put that makeup on, you know. Put that extra sweet perfume on. There's nothing wrong with that, despite the fact that you are an engineer and that you are a mathematician and you are a scientist. You want to get those nails? Go get those nails, sis. And what's not impacting your job? <laughs> Precisely. As, yo, Precisely. be as feminine as you can. Enjoy your womanhood because that's something too that can be questioned and compromised because you are in this industry. Well, you know, I must say, I'm I'm thoroughly, you know, we need to have a part two to this episode, (laughs) you know, because you know we 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 didn't we didn't even get we didn't even get into steam, you know, we didn't we didn't even talk about the act the the breakdown the architectural part or the agricultural part in regards to adding it to STEM, you know, so and just hearing your story is um. I hope to all the women who are who are listening. I hope this is an in, inspirational story to you because I feel like y'all can accomplish anything in life. And what what made it even more put a stamp on that? I was watching WandaVision. Ah, yes, I started watching. It. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. And to see how this lady used her powers that she she created something. She created her own. Her own reality and didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize she did it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That that alone. I'm like, you know, Wanda, that's they they showed a that was a that's a melanin woman. That's not Wanda, that's not WandaVision. That's a melanin woman. Right. And you know right. what I mean? I'm like, yo, why they why they don't put a melanin woman that? Because that's what melanin women do. Mm. You have to create your own realities because society always got some shit to say about y'all. Oh Lord! Yeah, yes, so, they do. They do. They do. You know what I mean? And, so y'all have to create mm-hmm. your own realities to be great. I, I totally agree with you. I, it is. It's unfortunate, um, but I always say this: you can define that. You can define who you know that 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 stigma. You know, when they say you're angry black women and you're with this and with that and with you can define all of this. You know what it is. This is I'm telling everyone as well too out here that you know. Typically, when they when I when I approach people and they see that I'm a ladies' woman, they're like, "Oh my god," because they're expecting a woman that is dressed a certain kind of way that, or even speaks a certain kind of way, and that is not what it is here. So, I want us to take a step back, be who you are, 
continue to learn who you are because there's no perfection out here. Trust me, but continue learning, being who you are, and then grow from that. There's a vast amount of opportunities for you to grow in. Well, before we wrap up this wonderful episode, I'd like to ask you, what is your five, 10 year plan that you, that you have set up from this moment on? What is your five, (laughs) 10 year plan? I'm not even going to go that high. I'm going to keep it straight. What's your plan? Where do you see yourself in 2030 or 2025? Wow. 2025. um, Well, we're working on a five-year implementation at at Atlanta Public Schools. I am praying and hoping with good health that I will be there for that full five years to get them through a brand new upgraded system in their ERP, which is Mm-hmm. resource planning and um, it's going to be a full mo- a full uh, op- opportunity for them but with that so I'll, I'm hoping that in five years I'll still be with Atlanta Public Schools um, being at the position that I am or even probably in a higher position or opportunity um, family wise still growing hopefully growing my family um, and, 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 and continuing just working on self continuously working on self Ten years from now, I am hoping that I would, at that point, be retired. And um, when I say retired, I'm not going fishing, but I am. I, You're I traveling, though. <laughs> yes, I love to cook. Um, something that I've always wanted to do was have a restaurant. So I think I would, at that point, the Coleman be, uh, family, become <laughs> family, bringing some real Haitian food out here. Um, yeah, my mother loves to cook too, so I what? think that listen, yes. tell me, I need that Jerry Blanc. No, well, no, we, we, we some pastry rice, yeah. Dijon, yes. no, some black you know, rice. Oh, you know what I mean? If, I, if you're gonna <laughs> give me the Jerry give me some looking with that, some listen, nice looking with, like looking with you know, with the um, with this shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she definitely will do that, but <laughs> in 10 years, I pray that I'm capable of um, running my own business. My son loves to cook. So this is something that I would love to do for the family, um, have a family business and, 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 and cooking. Um, but technology, perhaps I'll have my software consulting firm at that, at that point still um, and have subcontractors, but I, I don't um, to, 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 to get it, just be in this industry forever. The reason why is the body gets tired. This is very tasking. Um, your brains don't sleep. <laughs> You're constantly thinking. So um, it's something that I would like to just pump the brakes on, focus primarily on family, and, and perhaps open a restaurant in 10 years. Well, so shall it be done. Yes. Mm, yes. So, so shall it be done. Yes. You got you to gotta tell the people where they can find you at, how they can reach you. You know what I mean? Or what are their potential um, um, customers or clients? Sure. You know. um, I have, um, you can reach me at, at um, I'm going to provide my email. It's tdcom at AOL.com. Okay. AOL. Um, wow. At AOL. Uh, listen, I'm an wow. OG. If it, don't, if it ain't broken, we ain't going for me. Wow. Ain't was it AOL when I was 21? Listen, the whole beep sound and the guy walking through the three pieces. Remember that? The whole what, what did he say? Goodbye. <laughs> Everybody had an AOL CD. I remember when I first came, everybody had an AOL CD. How long did it last for 24 hours? It was something. And you know what? It works wonderfully. I still use it for my business. And I'm not. She said AOL. You hit me with the old school. (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry about that. You just took me back very late. It's okay. But yeah, definitely um, TD come at AOL for Decom and Associates. 
Um, and if that's, again, it's all ERP, software, payroll implementations. I've done healthcare. I've done um, oil companies and I've done retail and as well as I've done um, Canadian payroll. So anything done um, when it comes to the Atlanta Public Schools, I am in their directory there as a director of Lawson Software Support. So I can definitely help with that. And um, it's, again, part of the IT group. Um, I'm a director of this. You just can reach out to me on their, their website, and I'll be able to help you and help you out with any questions of, and concerns. I'm also available on IG, 22TUTU18. It's me there, too. Well, you know what? I have to give you a shout out big time. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on my no, platform, on my podcast, Convos with Living Legends. And, you know, just to speak on how important that it is that the melanin community get into STEM, STEAM, or STEAM with the extra A, whatever you want to call it. Part two to this. Um, you don't know how much I appreciate you for coming on to have this wonderful conversation. And um, I hope everybody who tuned in um, you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. Tracy DeCombe, you better put some respect on her name. You know what I mean? I appreciate <laughs> you goddess. You know what I mean? I appreciate you goddess coming on my platform. You Thank know what I mean? I'm you. giving I'm you your flowers. So you know what I mean? Let you know love is always love. To yes. all the goddesses out there, all the gods who tuned in, um, I am grateful that y'all tuned in once again. Shout out to Tracy DeCombe. I hope y'all enjoyed what she had to say. Peace, love, and life. And we out. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you, Queen. All right.